What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, and I am here with Bubba from Save It Outdoor Survival, and we have a guest on here with us today. We got a, not just a regular Forging Fire champion, but a two-time Forging Fire champion that's making a lot of fucking noise already. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, you're going to have to quit. We're one, we're 30 seconds in. Okay. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let's try that again. Fucking intro, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so we got a two-time Forged in Fire champion with us. We have Tyler Hackbarth from Crooked River Forge. No, Wolf River Forge. Wolf River Forge. Son of a bitch. I knew you were going to do that. I know it. Damn it. <laughs> That's his buddy Tommy. Yeah, he's been on here twice, so I got all screwed up. All Wolf right. River Forge. No, I'll let it slide this time. Well, all your rambling <laughs> threw off my game, dude. Usually, like I'm here, I had music for you. I had you know a button. It's gonna really. Well, yeah, man, I guess we'll just go from there. So Wolf River Forge, Tyler, yes, what's up, buddy? How are you today? <laughs> uh, not too shabby, man. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing great. It's been a hot as shit hot down as here. Hell. Yeah, I think right now. Yeah, I don't think it's been really. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been hot as balls up here, too. We had uh some tornadoes and uh, like hundred mile an hour winds last night, but we're all good where I'm at. Where are you at? Uh, we're central Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Um, and they had one of those crazy like high wind producing storm systems come through last night, and uh, you know we had tornado warnings. The family was down in the basement, and damn, they were pre- predicting golf ball size hail and crap like that, but. Uh, I think it kind of messed us, so we're good. good. That's real good. Yeah. So, yeah. T- Tyler, just to start the show, I got a question for you. Have yes, you sir. Have you ever listened to any episodes of the Hustling Grind podcast before? I have not yet. Okay, so you got homework. <laughs> but uh, the reason I was asking is because we've talked about you several times, you know, as an upcoming guest, things like that. And I think I'm okay. right, but I haven't done enough research to prove it because I just didn't. You're lazy. Yeah, just didn't. But okay, so you won right. Forged in Fire two times. You won the Battle of the Branches. Was it Army? Yeah. Were you Army? Yes. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> I wasn't. I was almost positive, but you know, I never. That's like the most through. important thing you want to get right. I mean, you don't want to call me like a Navy guy or definitely yeah. not Air Force. <laughs> yeah, the, the Chair Force, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, how was it winning that show twice, man? Because. There's only been one other guy to win it twice, right? That's Ben Abbott? Um, no, there's actually so there's actually a few other ones. Uh Travis Wirtz is a two time champion. Okay, um, yeah. I forgot about his back then, in the day. I wanna say I know they did another tournament, so there's one other two time champion. And I think there's, I think there's like five in total. Okay, that's still a small list, bro. Right? Yeah, it's still oh, a short yeah. list. Yeah. But did anybody right. get the size check that you got, or was yours special? I don't think so. So there you have that's it. That's what's up. Yeah, the so. all-time money-making champion of the Forged and Fire Empire. Right. I'll take that. There we go. <laughs> oh, we gave it. Yeah, I remember when you when you were on the your first episode. I think me and you were in like one of those uh, Facebook groups or something together. And I commented okay. on your stuff back and forth. And I was just getting started. I was maybe a year in, if that. How long has it been right. since you were on your first uh, episode? Oh, shit. That was, uh, let me think. It was a while. but uh, Yeah, no, it was 2000, 2019 when it aired. Okay, so about four years ago. Really? I mean, I guess. 2021? <laughs> Y'all forgive him. Yeah, what the hell? Maybe about almost three. Math ain't your strong suit. And both of y'all kiss my ass. So I thought, okay, here's my excuse. I thought they taped it like a, a year ahead and then it came out on the TV. Um, No, it was, uh, it was about six months. Okay. But anyway. I remember, I remember I texted, or not texted you, but commented back and forth on some things. And, you know, like me and you talked about a blade show, you were nice to me when I was a rookie. You answered a few of those dumb stupid questions. ass questions that I would not even think of asking somebody nowadays. 
But uh, hey, I I still think of myself as a rookie. Yeah, we all are. I mean, if you're thinking about it the right way, you're always trying to get better. But uh, right, I sent you a DM after I saw your episode. It was within like five minutes of the show going off on TV, and I was like, hell yeah, dude! I knew you'd kick ass. Congratulations. And you texted back and just said thank you. And my wife was like, who's that? I was like, oh, that's just my friend Tyler. He just won Forge and Fire. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was awesome, man. Then to see you go on and win the the Battle of the Branches. Uh, right. Dudes, okay, so I learned something about a little problem that you've got going on. I mean, you talked about it at Blade. Do you want to talk about your uh, your new issue publicly as far as your uh, what you spent your money on and what you can't use now? Um, oh, you mean the, the, the power hammers? No, I was talking about your shop. Weren't you having some problems with the zone? Oh, well, stuff? yeah. Well, yeah. So, I, uh, you know, and I'm sure there's, uh, there's, I would say, the majority of, you know, the bladesmiths out there, you know, the, whether they're doing this full-time or thinking of doing it full-time, um, you know, are probably doing it out of a garage or a shop on their property. And, uh, you know, I live, I live in a, a rural area in Wisconsin. And after, uh, after I won the show, you know, I spent, I spent a good chunk of money on tools and stuff like that. And then I ended up building, you know, a brand new 30 by 30 shop. Sweet. Cause Super I was nice operating shop. out of my garage connected to my house. And, uh, you know, not even, I would say roughly a year after I completed this job, all of a sudden I get a letter in the mail from uh, my county planning and zoning saying I've had multiple noise complaints and they suspect that I'm running a business off of my rural residential property. <laughs> Which I'm still in the shop right now. And, uh, you know, luckily I've been able to get some communication going with my not so friendly neighbor mm. um, who, you know, still be able to operate out of here for the time being, but I am still moving into a new shop um, with a, a good friend of mine and his wife. Um, who have got a nice big building that we're going to, we're going to use together and kind of custom suit really to be a full-time knife shop. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it's a blessing in disguise because I had kind of told myself, you know, well, and actually, what, today's uh, July 29th? Mm, yep. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so July July 31st of last year was my last day of work at my full-time job. Awesome. So in two days, I'll be, have, or I've, I'll have been doing this full-time for a year now. Congrats. And kind of even, you know, I would say by the end of last year, I was telling myself if stuff kind of picks up or stuff continues at the rate that I'm going at, I'm going to want more space. Right. And, you know, if, you know, say that nothing had ever happened or, you know, my neighbor didn't complain and here, you know, this fall I started adding on another 1,500 square feet then what happens a year after that when she complains and now I've got, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars into a shop instead of thirty that yeah. means, and have to move. Yeah, that means you've got the world's most expensive place to store your lawnmower. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I would have to spend money to fill it with cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Be way in the hole. <laughs> right. All right, we're gonna pause just have but a yeah, second. So, I mean, here, and uh we're gonna yeah. bring up a sponsor real quick. We're going to talk about Phoenix Abrasives. They are your one-stop shop for all, right. all of your abrasive needs. You can find them online at phoenixabrasives.com slash shop. And also, they're on MySpace. So, you can reach them anywhere that you have access to the internet. I love, like, for the past three or four times you've done the shout-out for the sponsors, the host has always been, like, mid-sentence. Like, oh, shit, I got to do that. Well, the re- and I, I apologize, uh, Tyler. The, the reason I cut you yeah. off is because if I don't, Think about it, like say it while I think about it. I won't. And like if All I right. if I miss an episode, you know, so what? I never have. Don't want right. to. 
But if I make it a habit, right. if I miss it two or three times, then I'm just going to forget. You know, <laughs> and then we probably won't have a sponsor no more. Yeah, and I'm gonna have some pissed off people sending me messages saying, "I use that promo code Hustling Ten, it don't work." I'm gonna say, "Oh shit, <laughs> they must have shut us down." Right. Oh yeah, so Hustling Ten gets you ten percent off all your order. Yep, Hustle Ten. So what? Were you right. <laughs> Please continue, sir. Um, oh yeah, I no, love so this I show. poured a beer while you were while you were doing the sponsor. Yeah, you might um, as well, bro. Yeah, it's that time. But uh. No, I mean, it, it was a blessing in disguise, you know, because I would say, you know, there's there's a lot of bladesmiths out there that are doing this on their property at their house, you know, and, and it's easy. It's really easy and convenient to be able to walk outside and go to your shop and say, yeah, I'm going to go work for this many hours. And at the same time, it's also easy to walk inside and say, I'm going to go take an hour nap. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, and I, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be uh a good way for me to disconnect and, you know, leave work at work. And, you know, when I'm home, I'm home. And at the same time, the new shop, I mean, the building's already up. We're just going to divide it into four rooms. So there's going to be a grinding room where all that dust is going to be contained. There's going to be, you know, a machining room with drill presses, uh, surface grinder, mill, lathe, where all that machinery can stay nice and clean. And then there's going to be a forging room and an office slash clean room. Damn. So, Hell yeah. it, you know, it's, it's going to be really nice when it's done and everything moves is moved over there. And it's really only 15 minutes from my house. So that's not bad. better now than two years from now when I had another, you know, couple tens of thousands of dollars stuck into this place. What size building is the one you're going through now? Um, the one I'm going to be going to now, we're going to be, it's a 2,600 square foot building, but we're going to be using roughly somewhere between like 2,000 and 2,200 square feet of it. And that's what will be divided into four parts? Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's still over 500 square foot per section. That's way more than oh, my yeah. entire shop. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm in 900 square feet right now, and I'm cramped. Like, you get more space, you just fill it with more shit. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Any flat surface will fill up with something. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what. You put a table somewhere, you're going to fill it up with random shit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that in workshops. I don't like that at the house, though. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what's weird to me is every now and then, it don't happen often, but every now and then I clean my shop, Mm -hmm. and I find Mm -hmm. Bench tops, you know what I mean? Yeah. I find places to do things. To put things. Because I put shit where it right. goes. Yeah. And then I look at my shop and, and I'm like, I, don't, I ain't got shit in here. <laughs> but then within 12 right. hours, I look back again. I'm like, damn, I need some more space. Where the fuck <laughs> does the table go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try to keep just enough room for me to do what I need to do. Everything else is piled up on the sides. Yeah. Like you got your little I got my little. Yeah, my little tunnel. I work in the middle of all the shit. Yeah. So, Tyler, one thing that I remember seeing in yours way back in the day that I thought was so freaking cool. I know now you've got power hammers and presses and all that. Do you still have the log splitter press? I don't still have it. Um, We talked about actually after after I did Forge and Fire, um, you know, and that was a log splitter that I essentially built a stand for, stood upright, made a riser block for to kind of close up that distance of splitting a log. you know, and made something that could hold die plates and everything else. Shortly after I finished filming Forge and Fire, like that whole cylinder shit out, the frame bent, welds busted. Oh, wow. And yeah. I rebuilt it. I kept the whole power pack, you know, and it was it was a gas motor. Um, I still had the fucking wheels on it. and <laughs> But I rebuilt it, and I did a C-frame style with a 16-ton cylinder. And, you know, that only cost me about 500 bucks to rebuild it, all brand-new stuff. Um, and then I used that for, I would say probably a good year and a half more and then built a 25 ton in the same fashion, but all electric. So this one's running on a five horse motor, um, three phase with uh, a static converter and a switch right on the base of the press. And this thing is a fucking tank. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the base is painted black, the cylinder's black, die plates are black, and then the upright C of the frame is actually OD green with a big old white star and a circle on it, oh, just like yeah. a tank. 
<laughs> that sounds awesome, dude. I'm actually fixing to click on your Instagram and find that. I'm sure I've I've seen your you press. Have, you might have to scroll back like six or seven months, but you'll find it. Okay, I'll do that later. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I post way too much shit. Way too much shit. Well, your shit's good shit though. I'm digging all these crowns. I, I mean, I I yeah. try to make it good shit. I like the new shit. Your new good shit that you got going with your colored blades. No, the, the Cerakote stuff. Right. No, no. no. Yeah. I want the pizza cutter. Tell me you got another pizza cutter later around. Those things are a motherfucker to make. You know what the hardest part about making that thing was? Was so if, if you remember it, that that integral guard that went down, held the blade, had you know like a half moon shape that went over the top of the blade and then went up, and the handle attached to it. Yeah, that I forged out of a big ass piece of stainless, and then I rough ground it out, and I actually put it on my mill on a a rotary table and cut that, um, that radius perfect so that it was like just an eighth of an inch bigger than the blade. So I sat and milled that fucking thing for like six hours. Oh yeah. I want it. I saw one at blade show that was like really like, I guess you call it zombie style. It was okay. Uh, it was a little, it was over. You know what I mean? It was a little bit more than I wanted, but I still never right. ever, ever thought about a custom fucking pizza cutter. And then I saw yours. And I'm oh, like, yeah. bro, I need that. I like that. You know, because yeah. the ones you get for $2 at, you know, at the Walmart or whatever, flimsy garbage. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. That one no, kid, uh, yeah. I forgot his name. The dude that worked with Alex Steele. He just made one. I think it sold for like twenty grand. Oh, I don't know. The one at the damn Blade Show I saw did was it probably for that much. Yeah, it, dude, it was ridiculous. Did You notice what I'm talking about? It had the little stand that it clipped into and stuff. Yeah, that was uh, Will Stelter. Yep, yep. I know. I didn't see that one. Yeah, his name just completely left my brain. His has got like what, like a was that maple burl or something for a handle? I think is what you used. I can't. I don't remember. No, what I want to say he used. No, Koa. about you, Koa or like Tasmanian Blackwood. No, I'm talking about yours. Oh, mine was Koa. Koa, okay. I couldn't really tell what yeah. it was in that. Hold on, I was trying to pull it back up. Either way, it's sexy and I like it. Right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Yeah, because this, this might sound bad. I didn't remember the name of your business, but I knew we had met at Blade Show. So he calls me last right. night and goes, hey, the dude we're talking to tomorrow is, uh, so you know, Tyler so-and-so. I don't remember your last name. Ho- Hobarth, I don't want to mess it up. You just hacked his Hagbarth. name all up. Hagbarth? <laughs> yeah, Hagbarth. Okay, see, I didn't want to say it. And I, and I looked, and I was like, damn, we're not even friends. I said, oh, I remember this dude. I was like, ooh, I like this stuff. Yeah. So I spent a, a hot minute trolling your whole page. I was like, damn. Yeah, but I have to say, nice. the pizza cutter is probably my favorite. That is badass, dude. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking at your stuff. I, I've been a fan of yours for years, man. And uh, I'm not a knife guy. I'm sorry. But you can still appreciate it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Well, every yeah. time we talk to knife guys, we're right. like, I'm like, look, I don't know who this is. I don't follow knife guys. I follow leather guys and yeah. stuff like that, you know? So I'm I'm looking right. at this set you've got on here. It's a chef's knife and a I guess you call it a carving knife and the cleaver. And yeah, the cleaver, obviously that's not sand my. Is that like a just a edge quench? Um, you don't know what you're talking about. It's it's got the black handles. Looks like G10 pins or micarta pins. Black and red, red pins. Yeah. No, I think that is that's just the lighting in the picture. That was um, gotcha. that was W two. I didn't edge quench it. It did kind of like auto hamone a little bit, but I didn't etch it to bring out the hamone. Yeah, I, but that thing was a damn razor blade, and it was a quarter inch thick at the spine. Holy shit! I heat treated mm-hmm. one last night, and it's a a big beefy blade. It's three sixteenths at the spine, and I did an edge quench on purpose. And as soon as the blade hit the oil, a lot of times, you know, I'll try to do an edge quench, but when I go in, mm-hmm. I'm a little crooked. So instantly I'm like, screw it, you know, just quench the blade and maybe I'll blue back right. it or something. But the blade just hit perfect. So I held it and held it and I had a real short glove on, which wasn't good for an edge quench because flames are going freaking everywhere. <laughs> but I held it, you know, and I etched it today. I got it, I got it ground down to 600 on the belt. And uh, okay. stuck it in ferric. Man, I put a video up on it today on my Instagram page. And um, I pulled that thing out of there, and that was the most perfect line I've ever done myself. I mean, it was like no as black as could be 
with like that tiny little pinstripe black right above it. I mean, just flawless. I'm watching this video now. Let me know what you think about that line when it comes out of there, dude. My plan was to take it up to 600, scotch bright it, and call it a day. But since I found that line, I'm like, shit. Now I'm hand sanding. (laughs) You must have just enough beers to keep your hand that still. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that looks fucking good. Dude, it came out so straight. But now I got to hand sand it because if I etch it back out, you know, and try to polish it, you'll see every little scratch from a Scotch Bright. So, oh, right. But, hey, man, that's worth it. What kind of fuel is it, W2? It's 1095. Oh, 1095, okay. Yeah. Most of what <laughs> I use is either 1095 or 1080 or 1084. And lately it seems right. like I'm using whatever New Jersey Steel Baron has in stock because they never, ever, ever have both. For a while it's just right. one or the other. And that particular steel is 1095. Yeah, I mean, you know, the it's it's crazy because if you really follow along with uh, New Jersey Steel Baron closely, like the last load of 1084 they got was just some unfathomable, stupid amount of steel. And I think I, I had to wait probably like three months before they got that steel in. And I was, you know, scrounging shit left and right to make Damascus. And, uh, you know, but they got like six full pallets of it in or some shit like that. And the amount, I mean, the amount of guys buying knife steel and making knives, it's, you know, I'm sure we're at some sort of stupid historic shit like that. But yeah, they, you know, customs and all the bullshit with, uh, you know, all that other crap that's going on in the world right now. That I don't even care to talk about. Yeah. Um, just slows everything down. Just Everything's everything on back order. You want a toothbrush? Back order. Yeah. You want steel? Back order. Yeah. Good leather? Back order. Yep. Everything's back order. Yep. yep. I was going to order some steel. You want toilet paper? Back, back order. order. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I used to order steel before I run across the New Jersey Steel Bear, and there was this guy on Etsy. And um, the steel was, I used to just order the 12 inch by inch and a half bars. Of ten ninety five, yeah. and that was back in the in the beginner days. Before I realized there right. are knives that are bigger than inch and a half wide. But um, right, yeah. So I ordered by the sheet now. But I I looked at him because New Jersey Steel Baron didn't have what I wanted, and he's always had mm-hmm. pretty good prices, but free shipping. Mm. And right, shipping's always been pretty quick. I looked at him the other day, and it said expected delivery by December thirty first. Golly. holy shit i can't do that dude like that means you ain't even got the steel yet yeah right and you know so if you if you talk to the guys at new jersey um and you order i believe it's over 100 pounds of steel um they'll give you a 10 percent discount which pretty much Normally, that at least covers the cost of all the shipping (laughs) and sometimes like 20 to 30 dollars more Say I don't order nowhere near that amount of steel. <laughs> Good God Almighty! I don't know with steel though. It take I mean, much. like, I, yeah, like hundred pounds of steel. Like normally, when I order, you know, I'm looking at ordering like a minimum of like twenty bars each of uh, four foot bars of ten eighty four, fifteen and twenty, and then I'll order, you know, some three eighths and quarter inch thick ten eighty four and eighty CRV two and shit like that. Just to use as core steels. And I mean, the last time I ordered steel, I think it was like 147 pounds. I think my average I mean, order is about a chunk of change, pounds. but yeah. Yeah, a couple bars. Uh, do like I like a couple bars, like eight bars? No, I usually order by the sheet, two foot by four foot sheets, and I usually oh, two foot by four foot. Yeah, because okay. yeah, I don't do much forging. So, I mean, if you see something right. in a crazy shape, I just stock removal that bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the extent right. of my forging is I do make some sand my billets. I mean, I don't have a power hammer mm-hmm. or press or nothing, but I do love swinging the hammer. I'm just not very good at it. All I, right. I'll be the first one to say it. I'm not a bladesmith. I'm a knife maker. Um, right. I mean, there's a lot of controversy on does it even count if you didn't forge it? Well, if you don't like it, fucking buy Tyler's knife. Kiss my ass. But, right. Yeah, you know, and 
honestly, you know, and I talked to, I've talked to quite a few people that are some, you know, they're really well owned knife makers who, you know, I would say 98% strictly do stock removal, but guess what? Some of these guys make some fucking amazing blades. Yeah. Like, I don't care, you know, if you forge it or you don't forge it, you know, at the end of the day, the one of the biggest things to knife making is, can you, you know, grind a knife nice and even? Can you have nice clean lines and can you put a nice fucking comfortable handle on it and, you know, have the design aesthetics in your head to make a knife that looks fucking sweet. Yeah, exactly. And, and whether you knows. can make your own steel or not, you know, those, those key things are either going to, you know, make you or bust you as a knife maker, whether you're, you know, stock removal or you, you're a bladesmith, well, you it, know, so. And plus, if you're doing it full time, like, I mean, I am right now, I wasn't ready. Right. It wasn't my time, but hey, it's the hand I was dealt. So that's what I'm doing right now. But right, it, it pays the bills. You know what I mean? And obviously, oh, yeah. it's faster to do stock removal. And yeah. if you forge a knife like your knives, they're all Damascus. So they're going right. to they're gonna pull in a lot more money than what I'm selling my knives for. But you've got an ass mm-hmm. load more time in them. And, right. I mean, I, when I think about that discussion, I always think about two people, Jonathan Porter and Jeff Fader. They're both amazing knife makers, and they do almost mm-hmm. exclusively – Stock removal, but they're two of the best mm-hmm. forgers around. But they understand that it's a right. business, and if you're doing bulk, yeah. that's just the way to go. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Jonathan Porter he actually drives to New Jersey from Lakeland, Florida, Florida, twice a year to pick up his steel <laughs> because yeah. he, he's getting Holy a shit. truck and trailer loads at a time. And, uh, yeah, he said he averages between five thousand and seventy five hundred knives a year. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like he's buying it is by he, the four by eight. On Instagram? Oh yeah, Doghouse Forge. Oh, Doghouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Doghouse Forge, but he's buying it by the four by eight sheet, <laughs> and he's throwing it on a plasma table that he's got in his own shop. Right. So he's just got blanks dropping Damn. off the bottom of that machine all day. He stabilizes all right. his own wood. You know, I mean, he's he's got it set up. Couldn't be his leather guy. And he's a he's a full time <laughs> farrier too. Oh, really? So obviously he's got the forging skills. Yeah, but he's got his business plan right. mapped right on out the right way, and it, for what's working for him. Yeah, evidently, right. So another, I want to talk about something else. It was a, a thing I was going to talk to Bubba about today, Mm-mm. but um, now that we got a guest, it's even better. We can get some extra input. Hey, hi. <laughs> All right, so I got a problem I'm having, and I need some help from you guys and from anybody listening. If you can give me some tips, I fucking need them, and now's the time. Viagra. I uh, think they make a cream for it. I'll tell you that in advance. Well, we'll talk about those <laughs> like tips off the air. <laughs> you may have to apply it. I'm over here like and one to the evening. I'm talking Viagra. This dude's bringing up cream. I love him. Why y'all picking on me, man? Because the way you came at it. I know. I know. All right. So you set it up. I spiked it. There we go. So what's your problem? Here's the real issue. So since starting this podcast back in April, I've been on Instagram for about two years before this started as JK Blades. Mm -hmm. And I was stuck Mm -hmm. at 380 followers for two years. I mean, it was within like 379 and 384, up and down, up and down. Okay. Since starting this, I've went to 620 followers. I've almost doubled in like I, I have it. Three, okay. three, three months' time. But here's my issue. I am not getting any fucking orders. Like now that I'm full-time and I'm dependent on this, it ain't coming in. This is the problem I realize I'm having, right? So I'm growing in followers. That's a good thing. All my followers right. are knife makers. <laughs> They're not going to buy knives. So I need right. help trying to figure out how to get myself in front of the right people. We all know Instagram is the marketplace. That's where people do right. most of their business. How do you, Oh yeah. I mean, all my hashtags are culinary and, you know, chefs of Instagram, chef life, foodie. I try to steer clear mostly of knife maker, but I'm only attracting knife makers. I need to get in front of people that want to buy knives. So either one of y'all got some damn tips on <laughs> how to kind of, Build a customer base online when fuck 
dude. It's, I want to, you know, you're going to look at my page and be like, oh, he's got 19,000 followers. Like, he must be doing something right. Um, But, you know, a lot, I would say, you know, when I was on Fortune Fire, like, that gave me a spark, you know, and that spark started a little bit of a fire. And one of the things, you know, for the longest time that I noticed was post some fucking sweet-ass videos. Post videos. And, you know, like, for the longest time, like, that worked. Like, I would post a killer fucking etch video on some crazy Damascus or whatever, and, like, boom, that shit would have, like, 50,000 views. Nice. Wow. Right? Like, that's unheard of nowadays. Yeah, I get, like, 40. But the algorithm, and, you know, and everybody complains about the algorithms, but it's the fucking algorithms on fucking Instagram. Algorithm. Like, I've been I've been hovering right around fucking nineteen thousand followers for probably a year, if that tells you anything. And so, like now, I try to post like the reels videos because my wife says like that's fucking hip. That's what all the hipster kids are fucking doing. So I try that, and like they'll get a bunch of views, and I'll gain a couple followers, but. I honestly, other than that, I don't have any fucking like secret, top secret answers. Like try to post like really cool fucking videos and reels and I don't know, do like some cool fucking chopping videos or whatever. Cabbage and and cross your fingers. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. I actually got a message from Jason Moss earlier. Aru Blades. And he was telling me that uh, he posted a reel or something. Cause I liked it. You know, I, I thought I was scrolling right. Instagram. I thought it was regular fucking video, but he right. said, dude, this is crazy. It must be timing. That reel that you just liked has got like 5,000 views in half an hour. What's the difference? What's the a, difference between a reel a and, reel a, and a, video. Plain old damn video. So a reel is like a, like a fucking TikTok. which I don't, I don't, I started a TikTok one time and I posted like five videos I already had in my phone. And then I got a new phone and I just forgot about it. And I was like, whatever. So but now, like, so now all these TikTokers, we're going to call them, <laughs> can post, they can like auto post their TikTok videos onto Instagram and they go under reels. Okay. So it's the so, same shit. Is right. It- but if you're just posting on Instagram, you can post a reel. Um, and, you know, if a whole bunch of people fucking see it and it's cool or you're lucky enough that, you know, you just post it and hashtag right or something, and it gets like featured to where, you know, a hundred thousand people that regularly search for handmade knives or some shit are scrolling, like it might pop up in their fucking reels. That I, I believe that's what, you know, being featured is. But um, but a regular video would not. Right. So I yeah, I've seen a lot less activity on the regular videos since they came out with reels on Instagram. That makes a whole lot of not sense. It's Instagram. It never makes fucking sense. All right, so let me tell you the answer. You ready for the answer? I'm ready. We're going to get in the truck. We're going to ride down to Savannah. Right outside of Savannah, there's this crossroads. You stop at the crossroads. You're looking at me funny. Something fucking weird's coming. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> right at midnight. The guy in the suit. Well, the dude in the suit shows up. You just ask him what you want. You sign on the dotted line. You're good to go. Y'all crazy as hell. <laughs> hey, he knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Still got me. I ain't got a damn clue. Meet the devil at the crossroads. Sign over your soul for what it is you want. Yeah. 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 So you didn't know what you I was talking about. You're going to have 100,000 followers tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He don't want the followers. He wants the sales. I need the sales. I mean, it's getting to the point where my ass right. is going to go to Lowe's and start slinging damn electrical outlets, plumbing fittings or something. I want you to stand at Walmart and say, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Walmart. I'll fight for some of them bitches. Hey, <laughs> people stickers. No way in hell. Drool a little bit. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Walmart. You want a kicker? Hey, you get stock options, bro. Can I see your receipt? You get stock options. <laughs> no, Bucky's, right. bro. I'll oh. clean the do- toilets at Bucky's for $18 an hour. We can't work at Bucky's. Why? You cannot have one single tattoo to work there. Well, we're screwed. I've got one tattoo. You can't. You can't have a tattoo. Not even one. To work at Bucky's? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Discriminatory. That's, That's what very I thought discriminatory, too. Discriminatory because we're covered. That's what I was going to say. Like I wish they said no more than two tattoos. <laughs> like well, shit, I ain't got but one. They all run together. <laughs> I 
I mean, it, well, or they could say like no more than like one square foot of bare skin on any given, you know, consecutive spot of your body. Oh, then yeah. maybe I would come close. No, no, I'm, I'm full sleeve, both arms, chest, back, stomach, legs. <laughs> I got one clean leg. I do have one clean leg without a tattoo on it. The rest of me is. Well, there it is. Covered. You could. Yeah, I got one clean leg, but then I have one on that foot. I don't. I was just thinking, do I have one on that foot? I don't, I don't have either of my feet, but all my calves and shins are done. Yeah, I got and one. And I got one, one ankle tattoo. Why are we on tattoos? What are we talking about here? So, I how did you know. become a professional knife? No, right. <laughs> so, when you were on the uh, the Forest and Fire episode of the Army, you were not still active in the Army, right? You had already retired. He had a beard. Oh yeah, no, I was out. Okay, um, I've been out since uh, 2011. Okay, C- cool. This is perfect. I want to get back to the root of the Hustling Ground podcast. So, <laughs> I'm serious. We ain't done that in a while. Yeah, that's what I, I this one seems up. very interesting to me. So when you got out of the army, what what did you do after that? Like your day job, your nine to five. All right, so um, I got out in 2011, medical discharge. Both my knees were fucked up, and uh, came back to Wisconsin, wife, two kids, Ooh. and like I was on what they call terminal leave. So I was still technically employed by the army, but I had like 45 days of terminal leave. Mm-hmm. And like. Nearing up to that lead and running out and collecting a paycheck. You know, my wife was like, you need to get a job. And I was like, oh, that's lame. <laughs> so I, I, I go to this, go to this uh, veterans job fair that was like 20 minutes away from where I, I was at. And uh, walk in and there's people all over the place. And this lady's like, oh, blah, 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 we're hiring. Have you ever thought about the world of CNC machining? And I was like. No, <laughs> um, but I used a cow for once. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, well, we'll we'll train you everything you need to know." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, what's the pay start at?" And you know, they tell me, and I was like, "Oh, that doesn't sound too bad." But I mean, you know, back then it was like eleven dollars, which is you can't even really live on eleven dollars around here. Hell no, um, no, not a chance around so here. So I go and start at this place, and I started at like eleven fifty. And, uh, you know, I've always had that fucking, that go, go get it attitude and learn shit really fast. And within, um, I would say three to four years, I was working my way into management, um, and got into, you know, not only setting up CNC machines to machine, you know, parts from anything from cast iron to stainless to high alloy steels, um, but then I got into writing programs, doing blueprints, and by the time, uh, actually for about the last five years before I left, I was pretty much the production manager slash plant manager of the shop, and we had 100 CNC machines in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was great. I, I liked it, but once I found knife making and, you know, really got balls deep into it like I would go to work every day and just be thinking about knife making and you know it was it was a long time coming I would say when I did quit my job and you know I called my wife one day from work and I was like hey what would you say if uh you know I wanted the end of the month to be my last day and she's like well I knew it was coming sooner or later go for it I'm like oh shit all right okay that's not what you were thinking and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought she was going to be like, well, you know, like maybe we should wait a little bit. And like, you know, because I, I had fucking orders, you know, six months out. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm so busy where I either need to, you know, do this full time or I need to stop taking orders, you know. And the, the choice, you know, on my end was always, hey, let's fucking do it full time. And so here I am now a year later, still doing it full time and uh, loving every minute of it. So when you, when you went full time, you were still on good terms with your job. You were still doing good. You just decided that the knife business was where you wanted to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. How hard was that jump to make? I mean, I know you wanted it, but Um, did you think about like, is this going to work long term? You know, 
it wasn't it wasn't hard because you know at that point I had so many orders. Um, you know, and I'll just throw a number out there. I'll say I had fifty knives on order. Um, and <clears throat> you know, it 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 pretty much been like that for probably a good six months, if not longer, before that, before I decided to do that. But the problem was, you know, when I very first started bladesmithing and I got a taste for it, I was working 45 hours a week at my regular day job. And between coming home and bladesmithing every night and bladesmithing all day on the weekends, I was making knives 30 to 50 hours a week on top of that. And I was just getting to a point where I was burning myself out. Yeah. And, you know, you can only drink so many energy drinks in a day before they really stop working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was just at a tipping point where it's like, I either got to do this or, you know, sit back and take a break. And, you know, it's been, it's been balls to the wall ever since I left. Well, that's great to hear, man. I'm, I'll, I'll just give you a quick little rundown since you're not a fan of the Hustle and Grind podcast and I've never Ooh. heard of this thing before. Um, so I was I okay. I don't listen to any podcasts, but now you will. Now that you're now. now that you're podcast famous. <laughs> Till now, yeah, that's a lot. Right, right. Well, I got to put in. I just got to put my earbuds in while I'm hand sanding for hours on end and listen. That's all you got to do. So, and you can right. find the Hustle and Grind on any major podcast network. It doesn't matter which well, one. Well, yeah. They're on all of them. I, I, what is it? The iPhone one? I don't. iTunes. iTunes, Spotify, Google, all of it. But um, yeah, I, I've worked a contract job for a lot of freaking years and was making amazing money. I was not rich by no means. But I was at the point right. where if I felt like buying something pretty stupid, I just did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If right. I got home and didn't feel like cooking, we'd go out to eat. No big deal. Right. And then all of a sudden, one day, it's like, um, sorry, we sold your contract. And just, boom, that fast. I mean, I was unemployed. <laughs> right. And I've been talking about wanting to go full-time eventually. Yeah, working to it. I kind of right. had a three-year plan. And mm-hmm. I was like a month into my three-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I got kind of tossed out into the wild, you know, before I was ready. But one. Right. One thing that helped me out a lot, though, really, I mean, is this podcast because it helped me meet people and make connections and all that good stuff. And um, right. with the podcast, before I, you know, went full time, I had, let me see, shit, four one by 30s. And that's all I had. I had one I cut right. the frame off of, you know, made it just this Frankenstein piece of shit, slack belt, Scotch bright turning machine. And I mean, mm-hmm. I just like rigged up all these different one by 30s. But uh, we are now sponsored with the grinder company. So I now have a big boy grinder. It is the Broadbeck nice. 2 by 72 grinder. And that machine, okay. I'm telling you, if you want to do something and do it fast, I've I've had one other 2 by 72 grinder. I only had it for a minute because uh, it just didn't work out very good. At all. At all. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> with that Broadbeck, it don't matter which attachment you want to use. I mean, I can go from small wheel, 10-inch contact wheel, flat platen, slack belt, vertical, horizontal, with or without a work rest in any position. I can make the change to any one of them things in 20 seconds maybe with no tools involved. No tools. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing machine. And what does that machine do? Cut your time down. Oh, Oh, dude, I'm telling you, stuff that used to take me days takes minutes. Yep. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah what a good piece of equipment can do for your shop. Yeah, absolutely. They are not the cheapest grinder on the market by any means. But when you order a broad, no, but none you have to keep in none mind. Of the good grinders you are. Exactly. You get what you yep. pay for. I mean, if you go out and you find a grinder for 800 bucks, it's possible. I've seen them. Yeah. But you're going to get right. $800 worth of grinder. Simple as that. Yep. And if, absolutely. And if you want a broad bet, all you got to do is, Put in there, uh, hustle and ten promo code ten percent off. Hustle ten, hustle ten. Well, the best thing about them dudes that we noticed is we were having he was having serious problems with that other grinder company. Yeah, and they heard about it and came to him. Yeah, and said, "Hey, bro, <laughs> let let us help you out." And it's like, 
okay, well, how long is the wait list? They said, oh, uh, let's not worry about that. Let's yeah. help you out. I got <laughs> I got Brian Ryan Broadbeck's personal grinder. Personal grinder. said It's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, no shit. He yeah. sent me his machine. I got a brand-new motor, VFD, and wheels. But as far as the chassis right. goes, I mean, they were having problems with their laser-cut parts because COVID. It's on back order. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it was a three- to four-week wait anyway, which three to four weeks, right. that ain't bad. Not bad at all. But they no. knew that I'm trying no. to do this full-time, and they're like, dude, you can't be without a machine. You know, our plates are on back order. I'll send you mine. So he sent me his personal grinder. And at that level of customer <laughs> service, dude, that's like you ain't just about don't shit. exist yeah, no more. Yeah. <laughs> So right. and then it was a, what, a week or so later. He's like, we'll be a sponsor. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, cool. Yep. Hell yeah. That <laughs> since was you, awesome. Since you asking. <laughs> yeah. That worked out real good. And I, it was funny because right. my grinder I was having problems with, I had to ship it back. Oh. It got put on the FedEx truck at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I left my house. As soon as that one got picked up, I ran to Lowe's. I was gone maybe 20 minutes. And I came back, and that Broadbeck was on the porch. I mean, I was oh, nice. I was without a grinder for about a half an hour. It could not have oh, worked damn. any better. And uh, <laughs> and th- those machines are flat packed. They come in uh, flat rate boxes. You do have to assemble them, but there's no welding required. And it took me a right. maybe an hour from the time I unboxed everything to the time I had my wheels of spinning. But uh, nice. with the flat oh, pack. It wasn't spinning. They was humming. Yeah, that thing will do some damage. <laughs> but uh, right. their grinders have free shipping, too. Mm. They're able to offer that nice. with the flat pack. So that's our right. that's our other sponsor, Reed. Sorry, Tyler. That's the last one. You don't have to listen to any more of that. Well, that would kind of fit in the conversation, <laughs> though. It, it did, so I figured I'd just roll with it right now. Yeah, at now least that would fit in the conversation, it. because yeah. without that, your right. ability to do this full-time is just foolish. Exactly. Oh, it's, it would not be feasible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if if you ain't got something that can help, you know, quality is important. You know, quality over quantity always. But right. your one by thirty might can get you some quality stuff, but it ain't gonna get the quality of that daggum two no, by seventy two. No. no, you know what I mean. And now that you've got that, you're I love it. You call me, dude. I just did this for the first time. Yeah, that would have took me an hour and a half. Took me twelve minutes. I'm like, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, I tried something else new last night. But oh, yeah? you're not gonna have a clue what the hell I'm talking about. But Tyler, I'm you will. Like, do y'all know what a Kiradashi okay. is? Yes. Okay. Kiradashi. Okay. <laughs> you, Tyler, you know what that thing is? Yep. Okay. Well, I didn't. <laughs> so I had uh, just a pile of steel on the floor, and I saw this one little piece that was all cut into around the edges, but it had that kind of tip already in there. So I picked it up because okay. usually when I'm doing my stock removal, you know, I, I cut it close to shape, and then I grind it, and I just sweep all right. those drops into a pile in the corner and, once a week or so, I'll sweep them all up and pick them up. But I saw this piece was about mm-hmm. seven inches long, but only about an inch wide. So I put a handle mm-hmm. in it, you know, and got it pretty comfortable feeling in the hand. But I looked at it, and it was all maybe an inch wide from, like, the bottom of the point, you know, where the blade starts mm-hmm. up to where what would be the spine. And I got to looking at it. I'm like, man, if I sharpen that, like, it's going to have some nasty-ass plunge lines in it, like, to actually get it sharp because it was an eighth-inch thick. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it's got to go way high, right, to actually get a sharp edge. Dude, I put mm-hmm. my first ever hollow grind in it. Oh. And it left, like, the prettiest damn bevel line that was crisp. Like, you can feel it, a sharp bevel line with your thumb. But that hollow grind just, like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. brought it to a razor's edge quick. That's the first time oh, I ever yeah. attempted a hollow grind. Those still intimidate me a little bit because Well, now that I've you know how to do them, it. I need you to make me a straight razor. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. I love my straight razor. You can tell by the, how much I shave. Yeah, right. Like damn Grizzly Adams over here. <laughs> yeah, I remember Tyler when you did that. Uh, you did a straight razor with a nine inch uh, hollow ground, right? Uh, I think it was an eight inch wheel. Yeah, that thing was awesome. I remember seeing the preview to that, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's going to be bad to the bone." Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, uh, actually, it was. Uh, well, there was. Two other people, it was like a little straight razor build-off thing. Okay. Um, but Steve Schwartzer was in it. Oh, God, that's not fair. And two other people, but I won. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, congrats. Dude, that's some street cred right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, so then this year, I run into uh, Steve Schwartzer coming into the elevator at the 
the was it the Marriott there? That's the main hotel for Blade Show. The Waverly, Waverly Renaissance. Waverly, Waverly. That's it. Um, so he he comes into the elevator, and I'm like, oh hey, Steve. He's like, oh hey man, how's it going? I was like, I did that off straight razor build off against you. He's like, you're the guy that beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I am. He's like, hell yeah, man. That's awesome, dude. That that's winning against like, true oh, royalty. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh right. Yeah, like you know, and at the time, like I'm looking at like, you know, who's in it, and I'm like, Steve Schwartzer. Steve Schwartzer. That sounds familiar. <laughs> the and Godfather poking around on his Instagram page, and I'm like, holy shit, Steve Schwartzer. Yeah, <laughs> we, my wife could not give a shit less about knives. I mean, she loves going to Blade Show with me, just because mm-hmm. she she loves the pit. You know, we go down there and party all night. <laughs> but um, right, she she knows who Steve Schwarzer is, and she loves what he does. Right, because I mean, his mosaic stuff, like the dinosaurs. I mean, he takes like oh, yeah. steel rods and powder, and he can make a stegosaurus. You know, getting scooped up by a bald eagle, and oh yeah, no, he he does some crazy shit. It's insane what he does. I mean, he did. Uh, have you seen the bird hunting mosaic that he did? Oh, yeah, the guy with the dog and the birds. Yep, the guy with the dog. He's holding the shotgun, shooting the bird. That's all yeah. made from powdered steel in a canister. I dude, know. That shit is insane. How the fuck does he do that shit? Yeah, dude, I'm, he's... He, I don't know who magic. he is. I got no clue who he magic? is. It's like that. Yeah, but I got no clue who he was, and I just pulled it up on the phone. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, they call him the godfather mm-hmm. of Canister Damascus. He was doing this shit in the early 70s. Let me click follow. <laughs> right? I mean, he's a legend. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. No, and he, on top of that, he is the longest serving ABS master smith in ABS history. Yeah, it's over 50 years now, right? Uh, I don't know how many years I it is. We, I just know that part. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he got it like in his very early 20s. I think we talked to him while we were up there. We did. We met him and uh, yeah. Well, he actually just posted. Somebody asked him how long he's been a master smith, and he replied. Hold on, I'll find it because it was on a post, uh, like just today. We talked to him and his wife Laura, and she's also a knife maker, a good knife maker. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's ABS uh, apprentice still, or, or did she ever get her master? I don't know. Not apprentice. What a okay, journey. I'm looking. Holy cow. I've never seen his stuff. This is intense. Yeah. Katie loves what he does. Like, I don't even want to talk to y'all no more. I'm over here looking at this. <laughs> wow. Right? That's dope, dude. Yeah, I just opened my phone. I saw some cool shit, town? but I was still on that Wolf River Forge page. That Wolf River? Yeah, dude. I'm glad you introduced me to him. He's got that some fucking really guy? Cool shit. Yeah. yeah, that guy. I kind of like his stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would do with half of it, but it looks pretty neat. Right. No, I can't find it, of course. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it was something like, uh, I want to say it was 1973 when he became a master. We weren't born, bro. I wasn't even a sticky spot in a sock. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, somebody asked him, and I can't find it. But, yeah, no, that's, fuck. That's almost 50 years. That's cool, though, man. Yeah, I've, y'all know me. I ain't gonna try no more math. I Don't just, do it. I kind of zoned out thinking. Well, if you carry How old the are two we? Or... Add ten. Is that it? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that is 40, old. Forty-eight Damn, we're years old. Because we were born Son in eighty-three, so we're thirty-eight. Yeah. So add ten, so forty-eight years. Golly. <laughs> it really <laughs> makes you start to feel a little old when you think about it. That yeah, way. that's wild. How old are you, Tyler? I am thirty-four. I'll be 35 this year. So I was born in 86. Okay. My little brother was born in 86 in June. I got a pair of shoes from 86. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) They're they're bronze up on your parents' mantle. (laughs) Probably. I don't, you know, my folks, it would have done all that. Yeah. I had a question. I forgot what it was. Must not have been a good one. Dadgum. It was a good one. It was curiosity. That's what killed the cat. (laughs) Well, answers brought his ass back. Well, all right. What were we talking about? Steve Schwarzer, Canister Damascus, the the bird, no. hunting knife, uh, all kinds of things you okay. probably weren't paying attention to. I was paying attention to everything. I'm over here looking at this page listening. I remember. So those like karambits, I'm guessing that's all those are, a whole bunch of them, right? Okay. 
you like making those. So, well, I'm assuming you do because I keep seeing them. Yeah. One, one of them said something like copper. Oh, hell, I'm trying to find it again. Copper code. Or what? Wrote, yeah. How, how do you put that color to all that? Um, so that's Cerakote, which is the same coating that they put on guns. Mm, um, we, so it. We might not be talking I have about a buddy that I, I have a buddy that I served with. Well, so I've got ones on there that are like rose gold, um, blue, black, tungsten, burnt Tiffany, bronze. Tiffany blue. I found, okay, even yeah, though okay, I found what blue. I was talking about, the burnt bronze series. Yep. That's a Cerakote as well. Yep. Ah, okay. Well, I'm an idiot. I didn't read the whole thing. You got to press more. <laughs> Where it says Cerakote. Right? So y'all <laughs> forgive me. Part? I'm like, how the hell does he put that bronze shit on there? I want to know. And then I pulled it up oh, yeah. as you were answering and hit, and hit more. Y'all forgive me. Now, I heard something on the Knife Talk podcast. They were blasting the shit out of somebody for using Cerakote on a knife, saying that it was going to, you know, it could chip off and contaminate someone's food. What What is it? What is that? Is it like a? It's, it's like a stronger powder coat. Powder coat? Okay. It's, uh, a, it's a ceramic coating. Ceramic. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've got a Camulus. uh I don't know what the model is. Just a you know a regular EDC knife that I got from Walmart like back in shit twenty years ago. Nah, I mean it, it's old as shit, and uh, right. I mean it's just a fixed blade, but it's black as night, and that's the coating on it. It's got a Cerakote coating, uh, and that thing. Right. I mean, I have literally used it as a pry bar. You know, I've beat the hell out of it, and there's some scratches right. on it here and there, obviously. But it, that thing yeah. is never chipped. Like that coating, once it's on there, yeah. it's on there. Is it? It's not toxic. Yeah, it, you know, and if it's if it's prepped and it's done right, it's it, it's it's gonna it's not gonna chip. Right. You know, it, it's not gonna flake off. If you know somebody who you know wasn't professional or wasn't you know doing the correct prep and finish steps to Cerakote the steel, yeah, you could maybe have it flake off and you know just be a turd. Um, but it, it is really tough. They use it on guns for a reason. Yeah, and hell, think about that. You know, that that comes with oh, yeah. you know a gun barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it'll hold up to that, you know, nor- like normally they don't they don't necessarily uh, do the barrels. Um, but you think you know, think about uh, an AR-15 that's fully seracoded and the wear and tear. Well, that that's you know, actually that's exactly what I was through. thinking about. Was my AR fifteen is black Cerakote. Yeah, yep. You know, and yeah, you're going to have spots that are going to wear over time. You know, those sweet spots on the gun, but you're going to have that with any type of fucking coating. Yeah. You know, and really, it's it's giving the blade steel an additional line of protection. Number one, and it's also making it look sweet as shit. So, <laughs> yeah. So what is what? What's the prepping process for that? I mean, it seems like if it's getting um, the coating, so, you wouldn't have to hand sand it. But to take the coating, no. it kind of seems like you would. Yeah, no, they. Uh, so you've got to, you've got to like flash bake any moisture out of the steel because you don't want moisture trapped underneath the sear coating. Um, and then there's, um, you got to do a very clean blast cycle on it and keep everything nice and clean and, you know, get it free of any of the blasting dust. And then they're sprayed in a clean environment. And then I want to say they're baked at 275 degrees to cure the Cerakote. No, I'm saying once when it leaves your shop to go to that, that facility, what do you, what do you have to take it to before you give it to them for them to do their thing? Um, so I took mine to 120 grit on the bevels, and then I blasted the shit out of them here. Oh, wow. Because I also blast my handles. I blast my G10 to give it a little bit more texture and a little, grip. A little grippy, yeah. So, like, each one of the scales was numbered to each knife. Right. So then, you know, I I blasted the blades. I blasted the scales at the same time on the blades. And then disassembled all of them. And I, I like went in and pre, pre-marked every single blade just by with like a notch system inside the handle where you can't see it at all. Yeah. Um, to number the blades. And then I just use a paint marker to number the scales. But 
So I blasted them, boom, wrapped them all up in saran wrap, sent them down to my buddy that I served with, who does professional Cerakote now. Um, and that's uh, Battle Cross Arms out of Tennessee, actually. And, you know, he, he fucking knocked them out and had them back to me in like a week. So. Yeah, that's a but lot he does, of that, stuff That's his steps when they get to him is, you know, he bakes the moisture out right away, make sure there's no oils, no water in the steel, um, and then does a, a you know, nice thorough blast on them, gets all the surfaces perfect, and then goes into spraying right away. Man, that's awesome. That's that's a cool thing that I noticed not a lot of people are doing, and I saw you doing it, man, with all those. You know, a lot of people will Cerakote it black. Just because right. it's what they do. But like that Tiffany blue, you know, I mean. Hell. Well, that when I was talking about it, it, damn sure looked like the blade, like he had heated it or something. Yeah. And left that color. I was like, that's cool as shit. Yeah. I mean, just taking it to them new levels, man. Trying some new shit. That's awesome. So who does your level? Well, you know, and my, and my thing was like, you could you can make, you know, instead of making 100 blades one way, you can make one blade 10 ways. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, so instead of just having 30 black karambits, you know, I had 30 karambits that were different colors for, you know, to kind of appeal to, you know, different people. And, like, my thinking was, I just posted a picture a couple of days ago that has a, a SIG 1911 in it that's burnt brown coated mm. with uh, some, like, stippled black G10 grips. And I'm like, oh fuck! I need me one of those fucking burnt bronze blades. <laughs> and then and, you know, I'm a gun, I'm a gun guy. So at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, how many how many ladies out there have got, you know, a Tiffany blue pistol or a burnt bronze pistol or whatever that are going to be like, oh hell yeah, that'll go nice with my Kimber, you know? And I'm just thinking of stuff like that, you know. People people want to kind of color code stuff, and they want you know they want something a little different than they're used to seeing all the time. And, you know, on top of that, getting the added protection on that blade steel, I mean, it really, it was a win-win. You know, I didn't sell a ton of them down there, but uh, I just been selling them left and right back here, so That's I'm awesome. not too worried. Now that I think about it, my wife's got a purple and chrome kel I gotta keep, <laughs> Oh, nice. I got to keep her off of your, now she needs a purple off of your Instagram for a minute. <laughs> See, I just sold the last purple knife the other day. Oh, sweet. I'll show you. She's safe. Shucks. Alright, well we've been going here for an hour and two minutes. So before we wrap it up, I'm gonna throw in this week's motivational quote. This one is quit rolling your eyes some bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna put up a damn we're gonna have a blocker. You're gonna have to put your headphones on and face the corner or something <laughs> looking at me like that. <laughs> Man. Well come on with it. T- Boy. Come on. <laughs> come on, Clintus. Okay. I don't even want to do it now. Well, we want to hear it now. I'm, no, you don't. Liar. Yeah, we do. I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. I'm going to do it. No, you won't. All right. When life gives you a shitty day, don't say, why me? Say, bitch, try me. <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> Sponsored by Charmin. Charmin? <laughs> toilet, yeah. paper, toilet paper company? Was that a toilet paper thing? It said anonymous on it when I found it. <laughs> Well, hey, so it, it's funny. Like, I hear this, this fucking line on the radio occasionally, and it's like, oh, all of the uh, quarantine babies are starting to pop out. What'd you name them? Charmin? <laughs> right? Charmin, Northern. Well, that's true, though, man. Like, too many people get a little bit of trouble and they just fucking stop, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't do that. Yeah. Did you watch my YouTube video on Save It Outdoor Survival? Did I? Yeah. Of course I did. You remember at the very end? About the same thing I, was what I said. You know, too many people get a little bit of trouble, and they're like, oh, no, I can't do that, instead of trying again. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, learn, learn from the mistakes. Hell, yeah. Don't let it knock you down. Well, they say, I got one for you. The difference between a master and a student is the master's failed more than students tried. There you go. You know what I mean? Yep. Forgot more than a little or no. Damn right. <laughs> I like the one that uh, I haven't looked it up in a while, so I'm not word for word on it. But it's the Indian in the storm, or the warrior in the storm. When the storm's on your back, uh, shit. I want we'll, to find it now. We'll look it up for next week. Yeah, he says, uh, <laughs> don't be scared of the storm. And he looked at him and said, I am the storm. I am the storm, yeah. I will look that one yeah. up for next week. Yeah, look that up. Because I'm sure it, it, it's going to ring some bells, but that's that's a good one. So, Tyler, are you ready to call this thing a day? I got to pee. Yeah, no, I'm good, guys. And uh, we done hit our hour mark. <laughs> 
Thank you for being on. Yeah, yeah, man. It was a good time for sure. Absolutely. It was a blast. Well, good, Thanks man. Thanks for having me. And look, uh, in the meantime, go listen to another Hustle and Grind episode. You might find out you like podcasts. Absolutely. And well, if you do like them, hell, this is, might as well like this one. And we've probably talked about you on three or four of them. Yeah. Because nope, we, nope. we well, talked sure. about uh, meeting you. And actually, I think we started talking about you on a Forge and Fire episode. I think it had to do with his hammer. Oh, I, think, oh, yeah. I think we talked about the damn power hammer for like a whole the, episode. The log press. The log press, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Log splitter press. Oh, yeah. All right. That thing impressed the shit out of me, dude. So Yeah, so you're popular on oh, our yeah. podcast. Thanks for being on it finally. Well, like I said earlier, <laughs> I don't forge. It's just, I just don't. But I've always been a big fan of forged and fire since I started making right. knives. I didn't really care about the first two rounds because it was all forging. The biggest part of why mm-hmm. I love the show is I wanted to see people's home shops. You know what I mean? That's the part oh, right. that I love to see was what are other people working right. with, you know, what kind of shops do they have, equipment, you know, that kind of thing. And when I saw right. that, I saw you out there in the damn snow trying to crank up this motor for a log splitter turned into a forging press. I was like, hell, <laughs> yes, this is freaking awesome. And that, that oh, just yeah. stuck in my head, you know, for years now. But, again, man, thank you for being yeah. on here with us. Uh, my name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades. And... Who are you? I'm David Sabit from Save It Outdoor Survival. And who we got on the uh, guest line today? Uh, Tyler Hackbrook from Wolf River Forge. You can find all three of us on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, and uh, you can find us on TikTok, but you got to be 18 and up to watch our reels because <laughs> they get a little freaky. None of us know what the hell either of those things are. <laughs> Till next week, y'all. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. All right, y'all. There you go. <laughs> Later.